Hello and welcome to The Haunted. I'm Freddie Young. And I'm Vanessa Mitchell. And it's Halloween week. Oh, we're so excited. We, it's officially spooky season. Well, it's been spooky season all of October, but it's especially important this week. Because we've been waiting for this all year. We wait for this every year, all year, because we uh, are... Uh, Halloween fans. Of, Halloween fans, a couple of spooky bitches. And it says it there. Yes. I've got me, I've got, if anyone uh, listens don't to... Don't advertise the... Um... Well, no, no, red-handed. Um, I'm an official spooky bitch. Hey, don't give me a deal. They're all right. right. They're good people. Oh, no, I'm not saying anything but, you know, don't advertise the competition, please. Although, having said that, it's a completely different podcast. They don't... Um... Yeah, it's a, it's a true crime podcast. Yeah. If anyone uh, is... Mind you, well, I say that, we're, uh, this is a true crime episode today. Ah, so we are doing... So we step into other territory. Other territory. So we are going to have a little looksy-cue at some murders that happen around Halloween, have a Halloween theme or happened on Halloween night. Okay. So I've got a selection of, and now all of them come with a lesson that I hope you take from this of how to keep yourself safe around Halloween, because it's very important. Right. People are out there and they're scary. The world is a scary place. But can we just say that um, Freddie's still not well. I'm a little bit rough, but I'm not as bad as he is. And so if there is any crying, coughing, screaming, um, then, you know. Then that's me. Deal with it. Um, and with... <laughs> what's all the thing you say? Trigger warning or something that you have to be PC about? Oh, oh I... this is a trigger warning. Oh, yeah, I probably would say trigger warning. I'd probably say no eating as well. Um not that you'd probably be eating while you're listening to this anyway, but well, just can, if you if you're they chowing down at lunch, yeah, yeah, if you're chowing down at lunch into your chicken and bacon and stuff in sandwich, put it down, leave it for a little bit later. So, because you might hurl it back up. Yeah, I would say so. Some of this is well. Pretty... You you've said to me that this is a bit. Yeah, it's a bit near the mark. Shall we near say? The mark. <coughs> right, coffee's out. Let's go. So I'm going to start with maybe one of the most infamous Halloween murder cases. So it is a man called Ronald O'Brien, and he is sometimes referred to as the man who killed Halloween or the Candyman. Well, I've heard of the Candyman. Not the film. The Candyman. Ca the Candyman. Can can that's Willy Wonka. <laughs> I swear that's a song from Willy Wonka. Yeah, but don't. Isn't there some sort of Candyman horror movie which yeah, they play that Candyman. song? Candyman. No, Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. It's the man with the bees. Yeah, long time anyway, ago, babes. I don't we've released that. It's a new film now. They've redone it. Oh, is that? Yeah, I've not watched it. But listen, we are transported to Halloween 1974. So I was two years old. Two years you old. You weren't even a glimmer in your father's eye. No, goodness. I'd be, Um, this is 20 years prior to my birth. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like I said, Halloween 1974, set in the scene, Ronald O'Brien and another parent took these children, Timothy and Elizabeth and two other kids, trick-or-treating in and around Pasadena in Texas. Mm. Upon visiting a particular house where they, it didn't look like anybody was home, um, they knocked, no one answered, the group moved on. Ronald O'Brien stayed behind in case somebody did answer the door and then he quickly caught back up with them afterwards. 
and when he ran back up with them he was holding five pixie sticks now pixie sticks to us are like not a sherbet fountain but you know like the tubes yeah with, with the sherbet in yeah yeah it's it's like that so he had five of the and he went oh goodness like um the, the person at the door just took their time to respond here you go i've he gave me these and handed one of the stick pixie sticks to each of the children and um he gave he had so there was x amount of kids with him and he had one left over which he gave to another child who wasn't with them mm -hmm. then it began to rain and so trick-or-treating was cut short and then everybody went home now before bed timothy who is ronald's son said can i eat some of my sweets yeah of course you can blah yeah, blah it's blah Halloween, yeah. uh, he started with the pixie stick that was given to him mm. not long afterwards he complained that his sweets tasted unusually bitter so O'Brien tried to help his son wash away the taste by giving him some nice it's Kool-Aid, but that's juice, isn't it? Essentially to yeah, us. Fizzy to us, yeah. Um Timothy though began to have stomach pains and he ran to the bathroom where he started vomiting and convulsing. He went limp in his father's arms and died on his way to hospital. What? A pathology report revealed that the pixie sticks had been laced with potassium cyanide. And the wrappers had been opened and poisoned before being resealed with a stapler. Evil, evil bastard is my first reaction. I don't even want to know the rest. Timothy had consumed enough poison to have killed two adults. Fortunately, though, because remember, he gave sweets to the other kids. So we know one was Elizabeth and then there's three other children. They never ate theirs. All right. Timothy's murder the young boy obviously caused uproar in the local community and all the parents were bringing their kids sweets and stuff to the police fearing that something mm. like there's been a mass poisoner yeah. um in and around because it it, it seems that way that, that a stranger has been handing out poison yeah. sweets with the intention of to, as killing as mm. many people as they can the police initially believed this theory but it didn't take long for them to start to suspect uh, O'Brien. He said, as they questioned him, he's like, oh, I can't remember where I got it from. But the other parents were like, well, no, that's weird because we only visited a few houses before it started raining and we had to all go home. So they was like, you would have known because we literally knocked on like three doors. Yeah, yeah, narrow it down, yeah. Yeah. And also, as well, none of the houses that they had visited were handing out... Pixie sticks. Pixie sticks. Um, to top it all off, the owner of the house wasn't even at home at the time. So he then went on to say, like, oh, it was this house, I did, I did see it, but I didn't see their face. I only saw a hand reach out the door and hand them to me. But that person wasn't even at home. So it did eventually turn out that O'Brien was over $100,000 in debt and had taken out a 10000 life insurance policy on his children months before. Um, in fact, he kept taking out life insurance policies on them, bringing the total to $60,000. Um, his plan was to fatally poison Timothy and Elizabeth to collect their life insurance and ease his financial troubles. Well, his own kids. Yeah. He gave the spare pixie sticks to the other three children in an attempt to cover his tracks. 
So he was arrested November 5th. 5th. So evil. this is five days after Halloween. Mm -hmm. They they cottoned on pretty quick. This is a picture of him. Yeah, I'm looking at him now. Um, I will post a picture of that on evil, evil, evil. wicked bastard. So this man continued to maintain his innocence during his trial, but the evidence against him was far too much. Yeah, for, yeah. You know, he, he wasn't going to get away with it. He had shown an unusual interest in cyanide before this had happened, and he was known to be asking where he could purchase some and how much would be needed for a lethal dose. So, bang to rights, really. Yeah. A year later, he was found guilty of murder, and he was given the death penalty by lethal injection. So, this has obviously left its mark on trick-or-treaters and parents since that point, because... I think every year there's See, when you, there's I'm like go off, oh don't don't eat it they, yeah. people can do x y z to it. I'm gonna have a little bit of a tangent here, just on the feelings of myself as a mother, and when when child killers get death penalties. Now to me, um, death isn't the worst thing that could ever happen to people, not by any stretch. Um, you go to heaven, you have, you 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 have um, you know you're judged, and um, but. But you see, t to me, if that happened to one of my kids, death would be too good. And I wouldn't want them to have the, the grace of death. I, you know, I would want something horrific, you know, I wouldn't even want to say actually on, on this podcast what I would want to happen to anyone that killed one of my kids. Because uh, sometimes I think when they're the death penalty, it's just an easy get out for them. And I think there's worse things than a death penalty. I think it's it just, much, it's much to harsher just... to allow someone to rot and suffer. Yeah, but in the, in the worst possible way. Yeah, I mean, seriously. I mean, anything with kids, it just, it just boils my blood to, to, to the horrific. But so ultimately, this, this man attempted to kill both of his children and other people's children. Because um, he wanted a few quid. Because he wanted a few quid. He was motivated by money. He was obviously he was in a a hole that he could get himself he out of. Was he ever certified insane or no? Any, no, exactly. So it was all about the money. All about the money. That's all he cared about. Um, it's completely inconceivable to to normal people, isn't it? Completely, we, we don't. Especially, we especially, can't even... especially a parent. Yeah. You know, I can imagine that a lot of the people that listen here are parents or, you know, will have children in or their have lives. Nieces and nephews. Nieces and or, nephews. You know, and friends godchildren. Kids yeah, just, friends. Like... You'd die for them, you know. I certainly would for my kids. There's no question at all. But yeah, I mean, it's... horrible one to start with. But obviously, it's a Halloween killer, so it's necessary. But yeah. And it's, it is one of the most famous cases that revolves around Halloween. And like I said earlier, it's really sparked a uh maybe not a conversation but a, a fear in parents that you know it always sticks in the back of your mind as someone tampered with you said they yeah. don't like and the, the rumor always goes around i can remember when i was a teenager that someone was putting razor blades in the sweets yeah i remember that vaguely there was um, something about something that, yeah. like that yeah it, 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 it was it did go to the police in our country and yeah so I move on to our next case, and that is the case of a young 15-year-old girl called Martha Moxley, mm -hmm. and this again is in the 70s, it's only a year after the previous one, so this is the night before Halloween, 1975, 15-year-old Martha Moxley left her Connecticut home to go to a costume party, mm -hmm. as one would on Halloween. 
on Hollywood, 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 Hollywood. On Halloween morning, she was found dead in someone's back garden, beaten to death with a golf club. Mm. Twenty-five years later. A man called Michael Sakel, who was also 15 at the time, was convicted of the murder and sentenced to 20 years to life in prison. He maintained his innocence the whole time. And on May the 4th, 2008, in the Connecticut Supreme Court, he was vacated of his conviction. Why did they Why did they get him in the end? Because they, there was DNA or, or not in those So days? from my understanding and what I've seen online is that there was evidence that they was able then to, with technology at the time, access that would suggest that it was him. Um, but I, I, I think they, they run with it, but I just don't think it was concrete enough. Yeah. So um, she was she was found dead in her Halloween costume in someone's back garden. Someone had done a... Bludgeoned her to death, Absolutely yeah. bludgeoned her to death with a golf club. Um, and someone went unconvicted of this for 20 years, the first bit of evidence that they had had, they kind of run with it, yeah. but it was um, not enough. It wasn't a strong enough case. Well, I don't think we can really say unless we know all the backstory. And as we don't, we can assume the law got it right. Having said that, we know many times they haven't. So, I mean... It's a difficult one because, unfortunately, a, unfortunately, a lot of times, um, innocent people are put away for yeah. things they didn't do. But also, on the flip side of it, there's a lot of times that very obviously guilty people yeah. have been... Eventually... Uh, um, ...acquitted or whatever on a technicality. Yeah. And yeah. every everyone involved is like, no, 100% you did it, but because we didn't log this properly yeah, or we didn't or, mention yeah. this, and, and, they, and they get a away good... with it. Lawyer will get them off, yeah. Um, so I didn't really know what vacated of a conviction meant, but it means to set aside the verdict. So it, in other words, it will appear as if the first trial and conviction never happened and prosecutors will have the opportunity to pursue the case again, which means From you scratch. may have to go back so do you know when they say that um you can't be convicted of the same th thing twice yeah if they vacate a conviction you can oh okay so although in this they've they've put the guilty verdict i didn't aside, know that that was a thing even to die yeah even to die so that's mm. why i had to google it so basically if if they wanted to and they they re-pursued the case and they actually found more evidence for him they could reconvict mm. him mm. um but as of 2020, uh, the case has been reopened to the public. There have been no further arrests, no further developments. Or DNA evidence. And or... I think, unfortunately, you know, it's 1975. Goodness, it's like a good 35 years ago, if not more. More than that. Um, I think they'll be hard pushed now to... Unless there's DNA evidence. But they've got they've got all the they they can't they can't it is what it is okay they can't re get DNA evidence and 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 so when the guy was arrested was it anything to do with Halloween do we know or just a murder at Halloween it was just a murder at Halloween yeah. in her costume and so I forgot to mention I there's a little moral to everyone mm -hmm. first one being don't take everyone at face value yeah don't trust people yeah check everything but day nineteen seventy five. 
No, listen, it people was different then. People no, but listen, people are weird. So the world then. is full of weirdos. Yeah. Just be cautious. And I, I don't say that to, you know, suspect every single person you come across because not every, the majority of people are not like that. But unfortunately, yeah. there are people in this world. The vast majority aren't like it. Yeah, yeah but but it, it doesn't hurt to be vigilant. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And to just... <coughs> and someone who is a genuine person is not going to mind or blink an eyelid at a kid or someone else being suspicious and, and, and asking some questions. Mm -hmm. Because if... Someone did that to me or you. We go, oh no, I get it. Oh, thanks for asking. That good on you. That's clever of you. Yeah, we can reassure we are who we are. Yeah, okay. Um, I think for this story, um, I think there was a connection between the two. I think that the potential. I think, again, there's not a huge deal with this online, but I think the connection was as they went to school with each other. They knew each other, and again, you know, if people are your friends that's great chances are they are your friend and they they mean well by you but just again be cautious not everyone in your life wants the best for you and it, who, who is they that and perceive I, themselves and, to they, and they yeah they don't always present themselves as the person they truly are so again it's it's not to say be cautious of everyone and and don't talk to anyone don't be anyone's friend i'm not saying that at all but just be wary of people yeah and if you if if in your head you think, hang on a minute, something's not right. So in your gut, chances are, then it's not. something's not right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think as well, and you know, That's this with adults as well, though, isn't it? It's with adults. It's with everybody. I, and I think as well, this one, she was on her own. It's Halloween night. It's a busy time of the year. Lots of people are going out and we about. We don't really know the backstory. You haven't really explained it. We, we might not know it, but obviously, no. It's, it's, bad, it, there's not. Wrong. There's yeah. There's not a great amount of detail on it. But again, it's. Just be um, cautious. Try not to be out and about on your own, especially, you know, at busy times of the year like that. There's a lot of weird people around. Just even, you know, if you get a cab home with a friend, try not to walk, get a cab or get public transport, but be with somebody, be in contact with somebody. Let people know where you're going, who you're with, what you're doing. Um, we shouldn't have to do these things, but... You know, mm. in order to be safe, it's a, it's a necessary think, evil, and especially at the moment. I think, obviously, we assume that lots of adults listen to our podcast, but it's come to light lately that actually there's quite a few teenagers and younger teenagers that listen. Yeah. Um, And you've provided me that information. So I suppose this is a call out as you work with children and it's more of a concern to you than it is most people in their jobs. So, yeah, that that's a reason for the warning because we are aware that younger people are listening but, but, to e but even but even adults i think adults sometimes put themselves into positions that of quite extreme not extreme danger but they they leave themselves vulnerable especially oh, after people course. have had a drink you know everyone yeah, and it's, you've had a drink and listen i'm not yeah. telling you don't have a drink don't have fun don't go to parties do all of them things live your life as normal but always just allow sure. yourself some room to be cautious and vigilant do you know what i say and i i, I always say say this all the time Listen to your gut, your sixth sense. Now, it might not make sense to you at the time. Why is my why is something in me telling me go left instead of right? Always listen to that because that's your primal gut sense. That's, that's your thing. instinct it's, it's survival. Primal. It's primitive. And it, it's built in all of us. But most of us choose to ignore it unless you get it. But listen, always ignore that. Even if it's, well, I always go left to work. But for some reason, I want to go right. It's going to take me another 20 minutes. If your gut tells you to go right, go right. Because there is a reason we have this. Yeah, so... 
Okay, Lect- next lecture one. over. So now I move on to a case from late 50s, 1957. Oh, we're going back a bit. Yeah, and we are in the home of Peter and Betty Fabiano. Mm-hmm. They went to bed Halloween night and they thought that all the trick-or-treaters had finished. You know, I've done handing out the sweets. Let's go to bed. Let's get a, get our night in. I don't know what day it was. Halloween in 1957, but that's quite late. Um, In the middle of the night, the doorbell goes. This is in Los Angeles as well, by the way. It's another American case. Um, The bell goes. So Peter, being the husband, gets out of bed. But him thinking it's a late night trick-or-treater, grabs a handful of sweets, goes down to the door. But on the doorstep, there's a woman wearing a Halloween mask. She raised her hand, which was in a paper bag, and shot him point blank in the chest. Oh, my God. He died instantly. Now, the plot thickens. I like this story. Mm. So, a pair was arrested, and that is Goldine Pizer and Joan Rabble. Both pleaded guilty to murder, and they served lengthy prison Are they two terms. women, Goldine and Joan? Right, yeah. Two women. The two women were lovers. Joan, Joan Rabble, was also seeing Fabiano's wife, Betty. Oh. Mm. A it's triangle. A, it's a lesbian love triangle in the late 50s. Oh, wow. scandalous. Escandalo. <laughs> it's like the accent, a bit foreign. Yeah, but that's my Spanish. That's my telenovela. Well done, babe. Escandalo. <laughs> oh, just spat everywhere. Um, so, Joan, jealous and enraged, plotted to take picture uh, Peter out of the picture. Did his wife know? Well, we're unsure. So, obviously, uh, Goldine helped. And the date they picked that date because it was seen as the perfect night to go around the neighbourhood in disguise. Yeah, of course. So I think it was Goldine that pulled the trigger. Um, Joan was convicted of second-degree murder and they were sentenced to five years in prison. Both women were later released. Five years? Five years apiece. For cold-blooded murder. Um, And, well, were we talking 60s? I'm going to... If they are alive, they're very, very old. Um, but they was allowed to go out and walk amongst the people of Los Angeles. What's unusual is we know that in England our sentences are probably less than a quarter of what we know the sentences in the USA. We see all the programmes, you know, that is, I'm surprised. When you said that, I just thought, oh, well, I'm not surprised in England or, or the UK. But you're saying that's in America. So I know that I know we're going back to the 50s. But and as you know, well, America, as... that there's no tolerance for, for anything when it comes to prison time, for, for the most part. And I think as well, look at the time it is. It's 1957. They're quite conservative. Um, it's a, a lesbian love triangle going to trial that involved the killing of a, a white middle class man. Yeah, I don't get why it's I'm, only five I'm surprised years on they any basis. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't get the book thrown at them, really, mm. to be fair. Mm. Um, Betty was never tried for any connection. Um, with the murder, she lost her husband and lost her lover. Yeah. 
I don't know if they rekindled their relationship afterwards. There's That's nothing. one of those cases that we'd love to know more. Love That's to one know of those. More. What happened? Did you know? Yeah, was that, he an abusive husband? Yeah. Did they get together? You know, that, that's that one is of one those. you'd love to be a little fly on the wall to see what they was. Yeah. What they but nevertheless, laying in bed Halloween with each murder. other after having a little fag in bed after yeah. a little go with each other. <laughs> go, God, I wish I, I wish he wasn't around. Or was it just as in as I, I wish he wasn't around anymore because then me and you could really make a go yeah. of it. Yeah, or did she not and know at she's, all? And, and, it was and just she's a... taken that and gone. Well, I'll we'll whack him. Yeah. They say that in America, whack them. Whack them. That's a gangsters, what gangsters say. Yeah, I'm a gangster. But I'm not even going to say anything about that. I'm a queezer. <laughs> what is a queezer? Queer geezer. <laughs> right, you're a queezer gangster. Queezer right, gangster. moving on. <coughs> and, and, the, and the little cough there will tell you, he's certainly not a gangster. <laughs> um, moral of the story, yes. that is... Don't get involved in lesbian love triangles. Yeah. Because uh, you will get shot on your doorstep. And no, uh, the moral of the story is, what, what's the saying? Um, Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Oh, yeah, I'll take that. That's a better, um, especially any men that are listening to this. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes women put up with it and enough and enough and then one day it's all over. They should have been a bit clever. They should have One got day. away with that, really, if they'd have been a bit cleverer about it. But listen. Well, they shouldn't have got away with it if they did cold bloody murder. Oh, I don't know. We'll never know. Oh, I don't know. I'm feeling generous. Are, are you? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Moving on. Moving on. Yeah. Now, you're going to have to pr excuse my pronunciation of this. Okay. Yoshihiro Hattori. That's good pronunciation. Um, Yoshihiro yep. Hattori is our victim in this case. He was um, on his way to a party in New Orleans. Mm. I have family in New Orleans and Birmingham, Alabama. I It is my one place that I would love to go. So would I. The French Quarter. I, I'd I love to go and experience it. In fact, all over New Orleans. Desperate, desperate, desperate to go to New Orleans. If there's any sugar daddies listening to this that would like to sponsor a two sugar babies to go and have fun in New Orleans. We're all for that. That's okay. That's a little Halloween gift to us. Right. When you say sugar daddies and sugar... Sugar mummers as well. We're not opposed. We don't discriminate here. Right. I think... Moving on. You're being really wild tonight. <coughs> can, I, can I just say, interject here? Because <coughs> Freddie's not well. He's been living off cough medicine. He I've just, had he's, three he's, bottles he, in five days. Exactly. Well, you've just had like half a bottle in the kitchen. So if he does say anything concerning un-PC about sugar dances, he is probably not in, in, in full and sane mind. Well, what's wrong with that? You don't, you don't get if you don't ask. <laughs> anyway. Moving on. Yoshihiro Hattori mm. was on his way to a party in New Orleans, okay. which we'd like to like go and you visit. Do, naturally. However, he got his address addresses mixed up. Mm -hmm. um, he was unfamiliar with the area, was very lost, and just And thought, also, there's probably loads of parties going on because we know the Americans excel at Halloween celebrations. Especially uh, in New Orleans. To be honest, UK, we have caught up now. To an extent. To an extent. It's still nothing like... Like America. They really know their stuff at Halloween, don't they? Yeah, it's my I favourite. I love that. Oh. I know. I, I love that. But anyway, he's, mm. he doesn't really know what's going on. Um, thinks but, um, can I just say before, um, the USA don't have Guy Fawkes. 
we know how to do Guy Fawkes. And I know it's hist- our history, not theirs, but we have Guy Fawkes. So they, oh. Yeah, they know because obviously Guy Fawkes They have Thanksgiving in November, don't they? They have Thanksgiving, yeah. We're American fans, we've got to say, haven't we? Massively American fans. Anyway, carry on, sorry. Well, anyway, he thinks he's found the address and he thinks, right, well, this looks about right. Knocks on the door. Little does he know there is a man behind that door by the name of Rodney Perez. Perez? Perez. Right. Oh, yeah, Perez. Um, He claimed to have been startled and scared by this young Asian male Mm -hmm. knocking at his door. He thought that he was going to trespass with criminal intent, so shot him with a revolver. God's sake. (coughs) He was only charged with manslaughter, though, because as we know in America, you have the castle doctrine. Um, So Americans are allowed to apply lethal means to defend their homes. So if someone enters their premises, they're allowed to defend that. I think even even their land, even their garden or something, in in lost states are allowed to shoot, to kill. Um, So he went with that. You see, us, us UK people, us English, we don't understand that, do we? Well, I can remember there was a really famous case. Um, With a farmer shot. Yeah. yeah. And these young teenagers had kept breaking into his land, tormenting him, um, vandalising his yeah, home, his they, property. They yeah. terrorised him. And one day he shot them with a shotgun. He shot them, uh, one of the, I think it was on the stairs in his, oh, no, he was running away. But he encountered them on the stairs in his house. I think they ran away. We won't talk too much about that because it's still probably a sensitive case because it's so unusual for us, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't it really, really happen. is. It, it's the most unusual thing. We know in America there's X amount of shootings a day. To us, if it happens once every 10 years, like our country is like, what? You know, yeah. it's really big news. Um, but yeah, so he his defence went with that case. It worked. It was um, a manslaughter charge. Um, I think probably. It's crazy though, crazy. I think potentially in this the country. The probably was, just knocked at the wrong No, he did. Door. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. He was in a, a place he didn't know, thought he'd found the address, knocked at the door. Somebody had too much booze. This fella no, then no, shot him. Yeah, no, knows, the, knows the law. And, you know, it's, it's outrageous, honestly. We, you know. God. So I think the lesson to be learned with that's, this one is make sure you knock at the right house. The lesson to be learnt is just don't, don't shoot people. start shooting people. Don't shoot people. That always works. Uh, yeah. Just ask them. Sorry. Oh, are sorry, you in the wrong mate. house? Oh, where uh, are you trying to find? Oh, no. That's the next yeah, road across. Up the road. See yeah. you later, mate. Have a nice evening. Yeah, that's the answer. Thank you. Bloody shooting people. Jesus Christ. But again, just be wary. It is Halloween. People, you do knock on people's houses that you don't know. Again, you don't know and it what, should be a good you don't know who's behind that door. Just be cautious, just be wary, have your wits about you. There isn't much online of if there was an argument that ensued with that, or if he literally just shot him. I think if there was a big argument and a fight, it would have been online because you're researching it. It just sounds like a, a trigger happy um, person uh, and, and some poor soul and their family is now going to live with that death you know it's horrific it's, it's, just, it's horrific so i move on now to our final murder of this evening and these are a notorious pair of serial killers and they are known as the toolbox killers mm-hmm. now their fifth and final victim um was killed on halloween so the toolbox killers 
are, are based in, were, were based in Los Angeles, and they are called Lawrence Bittaker and Roy Norris. And they are known as probably some of the cruelest and sadistic serial killers. Right. Or serial killing duo. Well, ever. that's going some. Um, they're known as the toolbox killers because of their vile and perverted use of tool-based torture. Um, one method they used was to stab ice picks through the ears into the brains um, of their victims, and they finished off by strangulation. Ugh. They, I think, pretty much recorded every single rape and torture that they inflicted on their victims with a Polaroid camera or a tape recorder. And all of their victims' bodies were then just dumped and, into the wilderness. And that, again, is exceptionally cruel and evil. And the only thing we have a case in this country, in the UK, to compare that to is uh, the Moors murderers, Myra Hindley and Ian Brady, where they did record their victims, which are all young children, actually. So, so the recording of stuff like that in this country is certainly rare, and probably rare in America as well. But it just goes to show the evilness... That, them. This is, you know, there are serial killers. There are people who kill. There are people that snap and and whatever. But this is a particular premeditated. This is a particular branch of wickedness. Pure, pure, straight from wickedness. Satan. And I, fucking go back there because we I, don't want to I win went our to um, give you some details of some of the previous murders that they had committed. Yeah, but it wasn't for me. Um, I'll give you a snippet. One of their victims was tortured over the course of about two days. And I know that at one point they twisted her nipple off with a pair of pliers. Oh. Um, you know, we are talking wicked, wicked, evil, evil bastards. fucking... Yeah, go on. S so, say, go on. When um, you started, you've got to finish it. You know, I want to honour... Um, their victims, so um, the victims were Lucinda Lynn Schaefer, Andrea Joy Hall, Jackie Dor Doris Gilliam, uh, and Jacqueline Leah Lamp. And their final victim, who's what we're going to, who's we're going to talk about today, is Shirley Lynette Ledford. So on Halloween night, nineteen seventy nine, and Norris snatched a sixteen year old Shirley from a gas station. Just a little girl, just a, a little kid. girl, yeah. Um, she was hitchhiking home after a Halloween party. Yeah. They beat her, raped her, tortured her externally and internally with pliers and eventually strangled her with a wire coat hanger. So what they would do is they'd put the wire coat hanger around her throat and twist it closed with the pliers. God bless her. Um, finally, you know, after she had unfortunately passed away, they dumped her body in a random front garden. Um, and just left her. Do you know, the only thing, we're actually quite morbid tonight, the only thing you can take from that is there is a really special place in hell for human beings with souls like these fuckers. And um, their eternal existence, if they do pass, if they pass under, if they go under, will, will be their, their hell on earth. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't... They have I'm lost for words. brought an unbelievable level of fear and brutality and inflicted that on What happened to them? Okay, right. What, what? So they were caught a month after. 
um, this killing, and they are still imprisoned in what? They're still a... in maximum security institutions. Ah, uh, so are we saying they're safe? They're fed? That uh, you know, I can't even. I, I can't even. I, I, I don't know, but you know, I don't know if the prison system is like this in America. I know it's a lot harsher in America. Than I'm assuming have. it might be, but in the UK, let me tell you, you would not want to go to prison for interfering or anything to do with a child, children, or women, or women. Yeah. Um, and I think in, in in this country, the screws, and I'm sure in America as well, turn a blind eye. The screws eye. are um, what's the word? Wardens. And things like that. People that run the prisons—that's what yeah. we refer to them as. Yeah, the screws turn a blind eye. I've, 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 I've had many stories. And there's many. From there's, and, there's a, and there's a lot of famous cases yeah. where where it's... the screws will say to the, the gangsters, the gentlemen, the men of uh, serious, but um, let's say not those type of crimes. Right, go on then. You got ten minutes. We turn a blind eye. We know that. Have, it does happen. System. It does happen in our prison yeah. system. And but I'm sure it does. In I'm sure. I'm sure it well. does as well because ultimately, because the screws are still humans. And um, you know, we all run on with the same moral compass that you, you know, if you, if you're a gangster and you have a feud with a gangster and you know you're all drug dealing, well, you, 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 you live by the sword. You live by the sword. You die by the sword. But when yeah. you start interfering with children and women and and, and torture and, and torture and, and things yeah. like that, and you know, there's any, no tolerance. There's for zero tolerance amongst that. And apart from as it appears to be in this case, the bloody judges who who, but you know. Uh, you know, sometimes I think, you know, the old days, you know, the days of the Bible and, you know, you know, it, when torture was allowed. Um, and, and actually, I'm not saying the Bible, but, you know, we know for a few hundred years ago. I think in these cases, it should be brought back. And I really do. And I think if there's absolute evidence, if there's actually undeniable, unwavering, well, unequivocal they rec evidence. They recorded themselves doing it. OK, so so so, so then listen, let's, let's put them in a room. And let's everyone take their turn. Right, okay, got half hour each. See how long. But 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 keep, then but then, oh. but then there, there there becomes an issue of vigilante justice and you know, again, we could we could talk about it at length, our own views. Um Yeah, we're probably going a bit too a bit um, too off, deep. Off, off 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 PC tonight. But it's it's just hard. We you know, we talk about But we talk about this with the view of, you know, these these aren't our daughters, sisters, mothers cousins or whatever when it if it was to happen to your own i'm sure you'd all want to get in that room no and but we talk with if it was we're, we're it just was. for the minute empathizing yeah. and if it was it's just and I, I tell you i could not even imagine okay so right i want to say is um i'm surprised out of the i know you spend hours on research for these shows there isn't more because of course we see the movies the halloween slasher movies it's actually surprising that we are misled in a way by movies thinking everyone gets murdered on Halloween. But exactly. there, there aren't because that many, Because you know are there. why? I was thinking God, there's going to be people that they've strung their corpses up to look like Halloween yeah, decorations and, and that. Yeah. Don't happen. No, it's not. It's, it's for the movies. It yeah. doesn't really happen. It is. Um, uh, there definitely is more of a risk at Halloween because there's that element of being anonymous because you can dress up in the costume and mm. you can, you know, people are covered in blood and things like that, yeah. you know. There's definitely a way that you can move around and be it's undetected. As... Not, normally you would say, oh, we could go on for hours. There's so many cases we've chosen a few. 
but that's not a situation tonight. There isn't as many as we would think. So unfortunately, we'd love to give you grisly, gruesome details of all the teenagers being strung up in a university campus. Um, it doesn't really but, happen. But, but it, doesn't, it doesn't, you know. You know, it's, it's, it doesn't happen that way. As and much as we think it does. It's the magic of Hollywood. Yeah. It's magic of Hollywood, yep. guys. And that's the thing. Chances are you probably will be safe and you'll have a beautiful and wonderful Halloween. But if you take anything from tonight's episode, it's keep yourself safe, keep your wits about you. And remember, not everyone is what they appear as. Mm. They might be dressed up as an angel. Angel of bloody death. Angel of death. <laughs> <laughs> right. <coughs> anyway, guys, that's that's it from us this evening. Um, the fog's um, landed outside now, has, hasn't it? So it's um, it's ha a spooky Halloween week. It's a spooky Halloween um, week. It's a bit of an unusual episode for us because we've gone a bit um, this, yeah, weird. We, it, but it's, listen, it's, it's what it is. We talk about everything here. We wanted you know. to give you a full spectrum for Halloween. We want the weird, the wonderful, the spooky, the kooky, the but we've Bloody actually delivered. Gory. But we haven't delivered any of that tonight. We've just given true harsh facts. Which, true which harsh facts. You know, and actually, I, I really, really do hope that it it does. Even do you know what? Even if someone listens to this and takes one bit of advice from it, yeah. And you know that protects them from getting a fucking punch in the face from the local prick, whatever. Happy days. Just trust your instincts. Be safe. Be good. Be honest. Have a wonderful Halloween. Yeah. Eat loads of sweets. And if yeah. you're old enough, drink loads of booze. I'd love to see all your Halloween outfits. Honestly, can't wait for that. Do you know what I'm going as for Halloween? I've got a Halloween party. Go. I'm going as the Mona Lisa. Right, so I need to say, Freddie every year makes the most extra, extra special effort Halloween. I mean, it is literally outrageously wonderful what you dress up as. So I didn't know the hat. So... What we need to do in a few days' time when you've done this is maybe we'll um, have some pictures. Yeah. I'll show you. It's hilarious. It's a big picture frame. Yeah. And then just my head. Have you got the picture frame? You're going to actually be wearing it? Yeah. Are you going to shave your beard off? No. Because it's funnier, isn't it? I've got a big long brown wig. Oh, Lord. I'm and I'm going to walk around that. with a funny look on my face. Like, I need a fart all night. Like that. Like. Right. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Over and out, gang. Be good, be safe, be honest. Bye. Ciao, ciao. Susie, bye. Ah.